One of the famous short story writers in the American tradition was named O. Henry. Well, that was his pen name anyway. And he used to write stories with surprise endings. And one of his most famous is about a couple who want to give each other Christmas gifts. I'm about to ruin the story for you. It's still a good story. You can go home and read it, but nonetheless. And she has long, beautiful hair. And he always wants to be able to know what time it is. And so she buys him a beautiful gold pocket watch, which he takes and trades for a set of beautiful combs for her hair, not knowing that the way she paid for the pocket watch was by selling her hair. And so at the end, they both realize he has a gift to give her that she can't use because she has almost no hair left, and she gave him a gift that he went and took so that he could give her a gift. But it's actually not a sad ending. It's an ending that says something about the nature of a gift. Because unlike a commodity that you want because you want to use this thing, a gift goes beyond itself. A gift never stops at the moment that it's given. When God says in our parsha, Hikuli Truma, take from me gifts, what kind of gifts is God talking about? Gifts that are going to build the tabernacle. And therefore, every time Israel sees the tabernacle, if they contributed, they can say, I have a piece of that. That's part of what I did. Now, I grant you, it's a little bit different than contributing to synagogues because presumably there weren't plaques all over the tabernacle. You didn't have, you know, this corner of the tabernacle given by the Wolpe family. But nonetheless, the idea of the gift is it points beyond itself. So for example, Many of you, I'm sure, will be giving bar and bat mitzvah gifts. Maybe this morning. Now, I still have one or two of my bar, bar mitzvah gifts, which were given, as you know, some 7,400 years ago. <laughs> I have a chess set that was given to me that I've cherished my whole life. And I have a couple of books that I got on my bar mitzvah um, one of them, by the way, a copy of Sherlock Holmes and his stories that I unfortunately lent to a friend in high school and it came back with its spine broken and some of the pages torn, but I still have it. And it reminds me that I lent it too. And actually, I kind of like the fact that it's that way now. I, did, I didn't when he gave it back to me, but I do now. And this idea of a gift makes us think of a gift very differently. A gift is not about what you get so that you can get a thank you note. Although I'm all for thank you notes. And God knows my mother made me write a billion of them for anything all the time. But the gift is actually not about what you get back. It's what the person does with it going forward. It's why 
Lewis Hyde in his classic book of the early 80s called Gift, says there is a commodity economy and a gift economy. A commodity economy is based on exchange. I give you, you give me. A gift economy is based on what we would now call paying it forward. I give you a gift, and then you use that gift in one way or another. I give you a bottle of wine, and you have a dinner with friends with that bottle of wine. That's a way of using a gift to give a gift. And that's why in our parsha, when God says, give me a gift, he says, call Nadiv Lev, everybody whose heart moves him. All of Israel didn't have to do it. You know why? Because if they had to do it, it's not a gift. So only if their hearts moved them would they give the gift. And then the tabernacle would be built. When you give a gift to an institution, to a synagogue, to a charity, the idea of the gift is that they will do something with your gift to create giftedness in someone else's life. Gifts move forward. And the second point about this that is so important is God says, call Nadiv Lev, everyone whose heart moves them. In other words, you don't have to be rich to give a gift. Everyone has gifts they can give. Right now, and I'm not being funny or facetious, you're giving me a gift because attention is a gift. It's one of our most precious gifts, in fact. What you pay attention to, that's giving of yourself to something. That is a very precious gift. And so we all have ways in which we can give gifts to one another and they make differences. I will Pause for a moment to say that one of the, there are many, 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 many blessings to technology. We all know that. And I'm not going to pretend for a moment that there aren't. One of the things that it does sometimes steal is our ability to give that gift of attention to others. Our attention is always divided because you got the phone on the table or in your hand or even in your pocket saying you should be paying attention to me because I represent people who aren't here and they're more important than the people who are here. But of course they're not. So we have a tradition in our Torah starting this morning of what it is to give gifts to one another. And I hope that when you do it, you will think of it as a gift. We talk about gifted people, but there's no one who is ungifted because there is no one who doesn't have blessings and gifts that they can give to one another. Whether it is a beautiful voice, the ability to play an instrument, or just focusing on another human being for a moment to show them that you are present. Call Nadiv Lev, everyone whose heart is willing can give a gift. So on this Shabbat, think about who you can give a gift to that they will take forward into the world and gift someone else in that beautiful chain that began at Sinai. Shabbat Shalom.